When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Want you to know that the mothership has landed. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, my brother? I want permission to come aboard the mothership. Asking permission to join a sports talk spaceship? Well, we're all a little crazy. The mothership has connected. The mothership. The, the, the mothership. Let's come on. Man, I'm feeling great. I'm doing great. How are you feeling, Ryan Botcher? Well, I feel good and I'm doing hey, well. It's Mraz, it's Bogey, it's the DA show, hour number three. Four here on CBS Sports Radio, July the 3rd, tomorrow the 4th, hot dogs and wiffle ball and pool volleyball and, and rain apparently. Scattered thunderstorms. I'm Getting wondering. annoyed. Scattered thunderstorms. Boys. Hopefully. Scattered. You know what happens when they're scattered. They're scattered. They're scattered. They're spread out. You may get some, you may not, and it won't be sustained. You know, you pop in and out, pop in and out, pop in and out. Uh, real quickly... Again, we are in today. We've had a lot of fun the first three hours of the show. We've talked Damian Lillard, wanting out of Portland. Uh, we have talked, obviously, Kyrie Irving ending up back in Dallas, Draymond Green. Francis Scott Keys and Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, we've talked a lot of that kind of stuff going on as well. The Houston Rockets and their big weekend. They've added Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks. Remember, you could go to the free Odyssey app. You could hit the rewind or just download the DSO podcast on the free Odyssey app or anywhere podcasts are available. Go back, hear all of our takes throughout the morning. We've had a fun sound check. We've played Memory Road with the DA show. We went back to 2016 when Joey Chestnut stiffed us and what I'm declaring my most awkward, uncomfortable moment as a producer in my 10 years here. And would you argue that was peak angry DA? Not at me, though. I no, actually no, no. Think you're, uh, yeah. Because DA, here's the thing about working with DA. He's gotten so much better since being married. I think the Bourbon Bell is, has totally changed DA's life for the better. DA, between lack of sleep, was a hustler. Like, he wanted to get the show to the play, as right. you see, and we've gotten the mornings. Uh, he he was demanding. He wanted more and more and more, but he was right. Like, in hindsight, I look back, he was right. He could be a real jerk sometimes. <laughs> he could be real, real angry back in the day. That was, and he won't let things go. He was angry at Joey Chestnut that day. And I think internally, as that moment had happened, I felt as if he was going to be angry at me, even though I had done nothing wrong. Because you know how it is, Bogues. There's certain jobs you could literally do nothing wrong, but you're the guy who's got to eat it, for lack of a better term. Right. And I thought I was going to eat it that day. I didn't. He had my back, thankfully. But we played that moment. You want to go back and listen. In about 18 minutes, we're going to play back the first ever time Badlands Booker joined the show and what exactly unfolded. And I'll give you a little backstory on that. So we've had some fun decade of DA stuff as we kind of count down my next couple final weeks. Next week, I will not be on the show, but you guys will be back with DA. Mm -hmm. So you guys are going to do some fun stuff with who's going to replace me and stuff like that. Yeah, and 
you've already joined the or gotten to the stage of calling this place your new place. So that's a that's I really haven't. I've called it CBS Sports Radio all day. I slipped with one number. Joni Mack does it all the time. Everybody gives him a pass. Okay? Not an apples to apples comparison. Okay. Apples to apples it is. It's not. Uh, Jody's older and <laughs> weathered. You're doing it because you're leaving. All right. When Jody does it, it doesn't make us feel sad about our future. It doesn't right. remind us of what's coming. All right. Well, don't be sad. Be glad. Don't be sad about the times that are ending. Be glad about the times you had. Well said. Thank you. 855 to Brook, Brook left. 855 212 4227. And we're going to say 855 2124 CBS. All right. What did you just drop? Nah, don't worry about it. Move on. All right. <laughs> uh, here we are. It's Monday, July 3rd, and James Harden is still technically a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. We talked about how Drew Holiday did not go to Denver. Justin Holiday did. Uh, we talked about all this player movement, and obviously we brought about Van Fleet going to Houston. So that problem, I think that might take Houston out of the running for trading for James Harden, I think. So EJ mentioned Ime Udoka with Dylan Brooks, and apparently Ime doesn't want James Harden. All right. So that so took him out. out of the Harden push. So, Bogues, I think this is going to now quickly become a summer about Lillard and Harden. Uh, obviously, I think the Lillard movement's a little more interesting because I'm expecting more still from him the next couple of years than I am Harden. Right. We also don't generally dislike Lillard like we do with Harden. I think yeah. which, help, which helps. But Harden is an interesting case because he's obviously a former MVP, prolific scorer, has come up short time after time in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing in this postseason. I did see him carry the Sixers to a shocking game one win without Joel Embiid in Boston this year. Harden still has, I think, more ability than we're giving him credit for. And let's not forget, the way things ended in Brooklyn, I wasn't happy about it. But in hindsight, you know, he really wanted to be in Philly with Doc, clearly. And Kyrie, it just didn't work. Like, that might have been more about Kyrie. So I say this to say, I think Harden is a ball-stopping disaster at this stage of his career to go, like, all in and trade for. But I kind of think we might be going too hard on Harden's value to a team. I'm sure I'm going too hard on his value for a team because that's how fed up I am with the whole idea of him and Kyrie and I guess even KD to a lesser extent, although that, you know, he's solved theoretically for a while, hopefully. So, yes, Harden, I think, averaged a career high in assists, a double-double in that category, points and assists for the season. He had some great playoff games, but he also had some ones where he didn't even bother showing up to the arena, it felt True. like. So, like I, and I just don't trust any of them anymore to be happy for more than like eight days. So I, I think the Sixers are going to end up winning in this to, in this situation because they're going to get rid of him. Well, and they're going to get something back for him. Right. He doesn't want to be there, but by opting in, they get something back for him. But at this point, man, I don't think you're getting some kind of bidding war with a lot back for him. No, but you're going to get, you're at least not going to be a team that has a guy bail for nothing. Or be stuck with him. Like, I feel like the Mavs are stuck now with Kyrie. At least the Sixers are getting out of this. And True. maybe there's a tiny little reset. And maybe there's a tiny bump in the road early on. But they're going to get up useful part or two for Harden here. And they're going to not have him around. Here's my serious question, though. I guess this is what this summer is going to be partially about. Where? Where is James Harden going? We heard rumors of the Clippers and Knicks. Right. I don't. I mean, the Knicks now signed Dante Divincenzo. I don't know if that's happening. Are the Clippers all in? Really? Are they? I don't know. I mean, they didn't move Paul George either. It's kind of hard to spin the wheel of the NBA and go, "Yeah, I really think James Harden." Like right now, we can talk about Lillard and go, "All right, the Heat make a lot of sense. They're trying to facilitate." Right. 
we can envision a world where that's happening. And maybe it's not. Maybe something else happens. I just I don't see where Harden ends up here. We also have the Sixers who did were in no rush ever to trade Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Yep. But we also have Daryl Morey who knows how tough it is to have an unhappy James Harden on your hands from Houston. So even that contradicts itself. Like, okay, fine. They'll be patient. But they also know how crappy, whether or not he got fat, was wearing Fabian, was wearing fat suits, strip clubs, whatever it was, it wasn't fun being around James Harden when he was done in Houston either. So they don't want to do that again. I guess the Clippers make the most sense from the standpoint of, is Kawhi going to be healthy? If he's not, you can right. lean on Harden scoring. And then maybe Kawhi is still going to be the lead facilitator on that team. Like, I, Conceivably, I guess that team makes sense where I could see them still being really competitive and interesting in the West with Harden. Outside of that, it's hard for me to throw a dart and think that James Harden is on a team next year with real finals aspirations. Right. I mean, I, probably he's going to end up in a place that's further away than the Sixers, especially if he changes conferences. And Are the Clippers further away than the Sixers, though? But that's my point. In the West, they might be. Okay. In the East, the path is a little clearer and a little less crowded. The Clippers might be a better team head-to-head with Philly, but because they're in the West, their road is harder. By the way, Embiid, I'm sure, is like a lovable guy, MVP center. You know, I I saw Jimmy Butler, and you could say they chose Tobias Harris, and that's fine. Jimmy Butler wasn't exactly anxious to stay in Philly. Ben Simmons is a disaster, don't get me wrong, wasn't exactly anxious to still play with Embiid. Now Harden clearly wants out of there. Are we sure, and by the way, we're not exactly seeing free agents act like they want to line up and play with Philly. Are we sure that Joel Embiid is some kind of attractive superstar that teams want to play with for an MVP? You've got some interesting Harden spin here this morning. Maybe the Nets were the problem, not him. Now it's maybe Embiid's the problem, not him. I'm just saying. I now have seen three guys who were all-star players, all different reasons. Ben Simmons, I hate putting in this because he stinks. Yeah. Three guys all say, I want out of here. We also had, I don't think you and I got to this. We didn't. Maybe DA did. We also had Doc Rivers taking some shots at Joel. Yeah. On his way out the door. He's got to do this better. He's got to be more of a leader, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, there probably is truth to what you're saying. There's something there with Embiid. He's not. He's not Kyrie. No, and but he, but he could have his limitations yeah. as an NBA superstar and a title contender. So maybe. So maybe it's not a hundred percent Harden. But part of me still thinks that Harden would be doing this whether Embiid was perfect or not. You would just think in a city like Philadelphia, major market, East Coast Sixers, kind of like a historic fun franchise. Yeah. And a guy literally who's an MVP in the league, you would think that you would hear more chatter about guys openly wanting to go play for Philadelphia. And you especially you'd don't. with Doc not there. Yes, and you don't. Even this Lillard, like Lillard, I guess could end up in Philly, right? I mean, they control his track like he could. But it's not number one on his list. And you're not hearing him go. I really want to go play for Philly, right? Like you just you just don't hear that. Now, there also is, I don't know. It it's. It went from Harden talked to Nick Nurse and liked it, and then he was in, and then the Sixers didn't do anything with Harden directly to like follow that up in yeah. terms of like contracts, and that's where he flipped and was like, never mind, you guys don't want me, I'm out. But this is, to me, the way the Mavericks should have handled Kyrie. the Kyrie. They got spooked by a Suns meeting or whatever, and they overpaid. The Sixers were like, listen, dude— I, and I, you know, they he gave them money back last year, so he felt they owed him to be like almost overpaid now. But last year was last year, and this year is different. And if there's no market for him, why not let him see that? And then maybe you pay him. So they took that gamble, 
and now they might have to move them, and they'll get some things back here and there for them. I, I think they're handling this correctly. Yeah, no, I agree. They're definitely handling it correctly, but I don't. They're just. I don't think they're any closer to an NBA Finals with whatever they get. No, here. I mean they're they're going to take a step back initially. And on clearly paper. not the player, despite the fact they won the MVP. That Jokic is in terms of versatility, versatility. Right, and we've learned that Tobias Harris, um, as good as he thinks he is, Jeez. and Talk as cool as it defense. was to work out next to him so many times, like I did in Long Island, yeah. he's not. He has his limitations too. Oh, of course he does. He's probably should be your fourth best player, not your third best player. And Maxi might be a stud too. Right. Well, that, this could be a big year for Maxi. Either way, very interesting. I just I'm starting to be be on the train of there's something up there with with Embiid and Stars. Yeah, I mean, they, but they all can be guilty. That doesn't oh, take sure. away the fact that Harden is Butler's just, completely different because he just like he didn't want it. But he could have also said, "I want to win a championship here." Yeah. Did. But again, I think the Harden timeline has nothing to do with Embiid. Like if the Sixers, if the reports are true that he liked Nurse and was waiting for the Sixers. They to may basically not have liked him. To swoon over him yeah. and give him a pseudo blank check. And when they didn't, he's like, okay, guys, I'm out. Like, that has nothing to do with Embiid. So yeah. if they had showed up and said, here's five, whatever the max they could have given him was, and he would have just taken that and signed back up to be Embiid's sidekick. Now, all this money is nauseating. How much money these guys made. Well, it's you crazy. made a good, you brought up a good point, and we didn't flush it out last hour. And um, John Hollinger wrote about it at The Athletic, how different things are, even from just like three or four years ago. Because the teams that have all the max cap space coming into this offseason, yeah. only the Rockets actually spent it on outsiders. Everybody else was keeping guys. Everybody else kept guys. Including the Hornets. Did, or guys, they did extensions. Like We haven't seen the Sabonis extension and the Jordan Clarkson extension, which a renegotiation happens every day in the NFL. That's not an NBA thing. Yeah. Where you change a guy's immediate salary and then tack years on. But both those teams did it because they have cap space now. And they and, don't want to let him get the free and lose right. him. So and we had other teams who the Pistons did it, the Thunder did it. They took on contracts to get draft picks or whatever, facilitate other trades. Like that's where the cap space is. And part of the issue, True. I guess, so to speak, is the previous CBA made extensions easier. So there's just fewer star guys on the open market. They keep re-signing with their teams, staying there. So now there's less high-end guys huh. to spend your cap space on. And in the NBA, you've got to spend that money to a certain extent. So here we are now with teams mostly spending it on in-house or eating bad contracts to gain a first-round so pick the, or whatever. The whole structure of every roster has changed in, in that way. Well, the business has changed. The business has And changed. the point of the article of The Athletic was everyone's been talking about what the new CBA does, and it's spooking teams with luxury tax and whatnot, and that has spurred some moves. But the, pre hmm. the previous CBA, which was in effect until, like, Friday, yeah. got us to this offseason where there was money to be spent, and the money went to Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. Good for those two guys. Right, but in the year, in years past, there'd be right. seven, eight, nine You're All-Stars right. changing teams, huge money. Now those guys have either so already I, forced a trade to somewhere else or are just staying put for their max money. Honestly, thank God Damian Lillard demanded a trade. Otherwise, this could be the most boring NBA offseason of all right. time. Right, we would have been you know, going through the Lakers adding, you know, re keeping right. Reese Hachimura and adding Cam Reddish and other guys, right. like going through that with a fine-tooth comb. Oof, Dante DiVincenzo in New York. Villanova. Yeah. East. Jeez. All right, we come back. Bogues, I'm excited for this one. Are you? Because we're going to play back Badlands Booker's debut. Oh, and I don't know this one. This is actually yeah. learning for me. All right. The Decade of DA continues. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. 
Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as I... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Radio. On January 2nd, 2013, a new sports radio network launched. CBS Sports In the 10 years since, we've undermined the sterling reputation of CBS Sports on a daily basis. Here's another moment from the decade of DA. The Decade of DA. Okay, so year number one of the DA show in 2013 on the overnight started to evolve. DA really talking to him and Schwartz for the first couple months. Then I kind of got introduced as a character where he finally trusted me on a mic when I was doing the 30 jerseys, 30 nights. Wow, Schwartz went first? Yeah, Schwartz was the number two for the first, like, two or three months. I Man. guess DA quickly pivoted and said, I need to find something else in a hurry. <laughs> uh, and Mraz kind of was born uh, out of that. You know, a, a listener in Salt Lake City couldn't say my name. And, that, you know, it became evident. I, I was quirky. I loved food. So we got near the 4th of July in year one, 2013. And DA said, I have a great idea. We're going to do an overnight hot dog eating contest. I had a hot dog warmer from the old block parties and stuff. And it was going to be me versus Kenny Brock. And the first one was kind of a dud. I ate like... Nine, eight or nine, maybe even ten hot dogs, and Kenny Brock got like through two or three, and there wasn't really much drama to it. DA wasn't doing it because he was hosting. So we actually had two wienerships in the first year. This gets forgotten. We combined them into one clip at one point. Tom DeCelestino, who now produces writer than you, DeCel, he was a part-timer around. He said that, you know, I guarantee I could eat more than Brock. He came in, and we did a part two. He only could eat like two or three hot dogs. So wienership one was kind of a dud. In many ways. But I had earned this reputation because I'd blown both of those guys out. as like, wow, you are the king eater. So as we approached year two, it was the overnights of 2014. And DA had this idea. He goes, man, it'd be great if we could get somebody who really ate hot dogs to see how you could do versus somebody legitimate, somebody real. Uh, you had created this aura. And later on, we would have chicken challenges and stuff as like a real eating hero. And I said, I would love that. And I came up with the idea of contacting Major League Eating. I had known that Badlands Booker, who's like an icon, now now we know he's a friend of the DA Show, lived on Long Island. How I knew this? 
few years earlier on my drive home on a 4th of July from my grandparents, I saw Badlands Booker and his wife driving with the Nathan's Cup scattered all over their truck on a parkway. <laughs> and Badlands is impossible to miss. So we rolled down the window. We were beeping at him. And he started waving like crazy. And we did some research. It turned out he was from Long Island. I was like, that's crazy. Right. Baylands Booker, who we loved in the fort, is from Long Island. Now, at this point, did we know he was also driving the 7 train during no, the week? No, I didn't know any of this. Okay. So this is pre-my DA show is when I found out he lived in Long Island because I saw him as a young kid. So I said, I'm going to find a way to get in contact with him. So I did some dig. I found Major League Eating. And it turned out Baylands Booker was a subway conductor driving trains in the city and lived on Long Island. Not a subway sandwich artist, a subway conductor. And I explained, I go, I know this is a really tough ask. We're an overnight show, but we are national. We love to have you in. Badlands right away. I'll take off. I'll be there. What time you want to do this? We'll do this 5 a.m. Eastern time. So I take you now. The first ever time Badlands Booker comes in studio, it's July 1st. The year is 2014, the second and final year of this show on overnights. It is 5 a.m. Eastern time, and me as a champion of kind of wienership one where nobody could compete with me is going to sit in the chair to the right of Bogues, Badlands Booker is going to sit to the chair left of me where Emmanuel's been sitting. DA is sitting in the chair I'm sitting in now. So I want you just to kind of picture this in your mind. And here was the sounds edited down, of course, for time content of Wienership 2 Badlands debut on the DA show. One. You're off. And Mraz goes after the hot dog first, fast and furious. Mraz has eaten the hot dog first. While Badlands is looking over to him and smiling. Badlands knows something that nobody else does. He knows he's just toying with Mraz right now. As Badlands has his first hot dog down, he is also stretching his jaw right now. Badlands stretching his jaw and moving back and doing a little shimmy. Now he's waiting and ready to go and going two hot dogs at a time without the bun. He has put down two hot dogs without the bun, now dipping the hot dogs in what appears to be Gatorade. He's dipping the hot dog buns in the Gatorade, and he is done. That's, I believe, three or four hot dogs already. Now two hot dogs apiece. Schwartz, what does is, what is Mraz look like right now? He looks like a mess, an absolute mess. He is totally outclassed in this situation. Badlands is Badlands is playing rope a dope with him. Right now, Mraz, I just saw Mraz squirt ketchup directly into his mouth, which is a really bizarre thing. Now here's Badlands just doing two hot dogs at a time. I believe Badlands is now five hot dogs deep. He has just plowed through another two hot dogs, and now he's soaking the buns. I've never seen anybody soak the buns in Gatorade. That is what Badlands is doing. Seven hot dogs are almost done by Badlands. Seven are done. Schwartz, how many for Mraz? Looks like Mraz is at three. 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 Three hot dogs. Okay, Badlands has now doubled already, doubled what Mraz is doing. Two more hot dogs going down for Badlands as he is dipping the buns in the Gatorade. Last year, Schwartz, we remember Mraz was taunting. He was going under the legs. And this year, I see none of that. None of that confidence slash swagger slash arrogance. He is a humbled Mraz right now this year. A humbled Mraz. He is dressed in his hot dog eating costume. If you could believe that. Yes, he's dressed as a hot dog. Right now, Badlands wearing a Nathan's t-shirt. Oh, no! Oh, he oh, stole a hot dog! Oh, Badlands <laughs> has taken a 
hot dog <laughs> off of Mraz's plate and just plowed through that as well. He's in double digits right this now. This looks like Clubber Lang against Rocky Balboa 1 in Th Rocky 3. This is the Super Bowl. We thought maybe it was going to be close, but boy, the Seahawks are pulling away and pulling away big. Mraz hopping up and down. Badlands is on hot dog number 13 and 14. What do we have on Mraz? I got Mraz at five right now. Mraz, is that an accurate, an accurate number five? Yes, can, five. Can he keep it within double digits? What's interesting is that we have seen Badlands do what Mraz did last year. Shimmy a little bit, dance a little bit, do a little song, step back. Really have some, really have some groove going. Mraz has none of that this year. Not at all. Not even close. He just finished number six. Looks number like six. Badlands is through 15 hot dogs, I believe. 15 hot dogs. Badlands is enjoying this. Look, he's throwing his head back. His eyes are closed. He's rubbing his tummy. It looks like he's enjoying every part of this. Now, that's the most impressive thing that uh, Mraz has done with that's, the burp. That was Mraz's burp. He's now cleared some space. But Booker is Let's down go. 21 hot dogs for Badlands Booker right now. 21 hot dogs. What Schwartz is Mraz And Mraz is now on number 10. This is number 10 for Mraz. Okay. He has reached double digits, just like he did in the uh, second go-around last year. Last year he had 10 hot dogs. So this is just the tie from last year? This is just the tie from last year. Mraz has met his match. We thought it was going to be Godzilla versus Mothra. It just turned out it was Godzilla versus Tokyo. That's it. There was never going to be a competition. Can Mraz keep within double digits? Again, Badlands is totally slowing down. He's not even eating hot dogs anymore. Now he's just enjoying himself, <laughs> eating like he was at the beach. I mean, this is this is an amazing performance. This is like playing four corners in basketball at the end. He really is. He really is. He's, he's come down to a halt here. <laughs> he is patting Mraz on the back. Mraz can't even eat another hot. Mraz, you've got a top last year, man. You had 10 hot dogs. Oh, you, no. Come on. <laughs> yeah, this is not good. Oh, Mraz is going on. down. Keep it within double digits, buddy. <laughs> you say that's for you, Callie? That's for you, Callie. Oh, I'm sure Ryan Callahan is appreciative of his efforts. Badlands is through 21 hot dogs. Guys, we have two minutes left. Oh, he's up with him out a little bit he's, more. He just took some hot dogs away from him. He's taking a hot dog away from Mraz. This is number 22. Badlands putting on a display. It's like taking candy from a baby. It really is. This is like Yasiel Puig. Three home runs, three stolen bases, 16 total bases. Mraz has nothing left. Absolutely nothing left. Badlands is laughing. Now he's just enjoying his hot dogs. Badlands just made uh, an interesting observation. He's, he noticed that Mraz is suffering from the meat sweats. There, the meat sweats are kicking in. Mraz is wincing right now. He's bent over the He desk. has to take it a bite in about a minute. Mraz, at least top last year. You've only done 10 hot dogs. Has he done 11 yet? No, this is 10. He's finishing up the bun of number 10. Come on. Last year you were between the legs on number 10. What is going he on? He was in my face, taunting oh. me in the in the in the uh, replay last year. You know, Brock was correct. He is all talk. He's always all talk, and he always it it falters at the end. This is just like the wing eating competition. Terrible. We, another burp, but no white towel yet. Have we? Do we have the white towel? There is one minute left, boys. Sixty seconds left. Booker has plowed through twenty-two hot dogs. He is now dipping it again. He's going into 23. I mean, this is not... He gave up! Mraz! Top last up. year. One oh more, man. Oh, my God. One more. Oh, Booker at 23. 
He's just enjoying himself. He knows he has dominated the competition. Booker is now dabbing his face once again with the golf towel. And Mraz is tapping out. There's 30 seconds left in the competition. And this has been one of the great embarrassments, shames in competitive eating history. Mraz last year was going between the legs and taunting on hot dog number 10. This year on number 10, he's getting the meat sweats and tapping out. Schwartz, a complete failure by Mraz. A complete, utter disaster. I've never been so embarrassed to have worked with him before. Um, all talk, no action, really. I mean, I, as, as on top of the world as he was last year, a huge calm down for Mraz this year. I mean, and there you have it. The first ever time you heard Badlands Booker on the DA show, which has become now almost a decade-long friendship and relationship. And I find that clip really fascinating, Bogues. First of all, a little house cleaning. I forgot Schwartz also partook in wienership one and was very unimpressive in how many hot dogs he could eat. Turned out he was just looking for a free dinner of about six hot dogs. Okay, that was number That's one. That's happened before. Uh, Cap also pulled up the video online of how this looked. Yes, I was dressed as a hot dog wearing a hot dog outfit. So... Here's what's interesting about that clip. Number one, Schwartz is the color guy. Boy, Schwartz got a lot of run on the DA show in the early days, those I mean, first few years. What are we doing? He was the color guy to DA's play-by-play. -play. Also, whenever anybody in, who has joined in as a listener in the DA show in years past hears me mention enablers and wants to say I did this to myself, did anybody hear how badly DA was trying to make sure or make me feel guilty about not putting an 11th hot dog in my mouth? Did anybody hear that? I did. Now, the context of coming off the previous year changes this a little bit, but 10 is still impressive. Right, and that's the other thing. I was taunting the year before, but I was a showman, right? Like, I understood I had to put on mm -hmm. a show. Was I, I still was trying to make a name for myself early on. So I was doing dribbling hot dogs between them. Like, I'm having fun. So I get in this cage with Badlands, let's call it, in the studio, and here's what happened. I was raring to go, and I was excited. I wanted to see how I could do against him. And there was a part of me that day that entered work and went, I might be able to take him. And if I take him, it might make me a professional competitive eater. Like, that could go viral. Like, that was my mindset was, maybe that's my path in life. <laughs> maybe I'll be competitive eating guy if I could beat Badlands. Badlands starts off, lets me put two in my mouth, and he's sitting there staring at me. And I'm like, what is he looking at? And he knew. He knew that mm -hmm. I was not going to be up to the task. So he takes off from there. And much like what just happened at Bob's Bar 3 with the burp in my face where, like, I actually, I was essentially throwing up. I saw chunks fly out of his mouth. Badlands went, we had full newspaper. I remember, never forget Acme and so upset the next day. We had full newspaper and plastic bags and everything to try to clean this up. Badlands went dunking. He, he requested Gatorades we had to bring in for this event. That was his high-maintenance stuff. He was dunking the soggy buns, and it was all over himself. And he was just, I was seeing bits of wet bun fly out of his mouth as he was eating. And I managed to get 10 hot dogs down while feeling absolutely disgusted watching me. Like, I'm still getting queasy thinking about it. And I knew, looking at him, like, this is not the life I want. I mm. don't want to be competitive eating guy. Um, I would later on that next February have a good run in a chicken nugget eating challenge, chicken challenge too. Right. Jacob Wilkins debut. Yeah. yeah, I'm pulling chicken nuggets out. I, that was like my big comeback as a competitive eater. But from that point forward, people have already always asked me, why don't I do any more competitive eating on the show? I had to retire, and Wienership 2 really changed things. Wienership 3, I was beaten by a female, Shayna from the Gotham City Cheerleaders too. Right. That was a massive upset in CBS Sports Radio history. And that kind of sent me into retirement as a, as a competitive eater. I think about eating 10 hot dogs now in one sitting. Like, those are my 20s, different day. Not that I'm some kind of skinny person here. I don't know how I did that. Like, that is kind of impressive to me.
So that day you didn't love the dongs to the face. I still haven't had 10 hot dogs all summer. I feel like you could get 10 in a day. Like but in you, 10 minutes, yeah. No, but I and but I have that same kind of innocent confidence in eating hot dogs. Like five seems really easy to get to, then after five is when yeah. the battle actually begins. And hot dogs just, like, your whole mouth tastes like a hot dog. I also want to enjoy the hot dog. I don't want to do the misfit dunking yeah. in this and whatever. And I, and like, that's, I was lathering it in ketchup and having it slide down my throat that way. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should be for enjoyment and a little competition. And I'll say this, anybody listening going, I could do more than that. It is harder than it looks, especially if you're watching a man basically throw up all over himself. Yeah, I... Can can I criticize Kenny Brock for a second? Yeah. Who had that thing mic'd? Like I heard I heard I didn't hear Badlands yeah. at all. I could barely hear you turn a mic on. We didn't really know what we were doing back then. Seems like it. We didn't really know what we were doing back then. But how about that though? We come for that moment and think about the relationship we have with Badlands since anytime we asked him to come on, he ate casual wings one day. Right. He's come to Bob's bar twice. We've had him on, you know, just anytime we need him to call in. That night was the first time we ever met Badlands and really had and he we just knew he was a man of the people. And he's literally we're going on nine years of being friends with this dude. Pete, I don't know what the budget is, but what if we hire not one new Sean? But multiple new Sean's. Like Monday and Tuesday was Boyle. Wednesday was Carlos. And what if every Friday was Badlands? I don't think Badlands could do five days a week, but once a week seems doable for Badlands. Well, we might be able to pay in food. Mm, he might take that. Red Lobster gift card? Yeah. Admiral's Feast. Right? Support your local business and order out. I think I had Red Lobster the other day. And he's got to have good contacts, so he could probably book a guest or two. I'd probably get us some free food, too. That yeah. as well. All right. That's not a bad idea. I, can I also give this show credit for a second? Yeah, please. Also that. A lot of shows do eating bits. I mean, look at Maggie and Perloff, basically, their first two years. Um, it's not something unique. It's not. I'm not going to pretend like the DA show has been original in that. But there was something about, like, the cutting the teeth early days of the DA show, especially on the overnights. Like, we had a guest in the studio overnight doing this where, like, Amy does a good job with her chubby bunny or whatever. But there was, like, something about, like, the madness circus display that just the listeners kept clamoring for more. It was, like, something they look forward to, wienerships and hot. And then mm-hmm. when our company got bought over, we couldn't really do wienerships anymore because of choking hazards. And, <laughs> like, people were devastated by that. And the show has evolved over the years. But I look back, like, at those early years, the overnights into the evenings. I think the eating challenge is probably the most memorable moments that we can recall. Right, because they weren't three in a month right. like other shows are doing. Yeah. And when you did them, there was a twist. Like the idea that you had with Joey Chestnut was a good one. To make random flavored hot dogs was a good idea. Not just here, eat six in four seconds. This one had Badlands. Yeah. Jacob was so good in the chicken challenge doing the play-by-play. Your involvement, I'll be nice for a second, helps. So you guys did it. What the the beauty of this show is doing things that other shows do, but in different and better ways. There's only so many ideas. It totally is. And and somebody also just mentioned on Twitch. I saw this the Crave case. So for anybody who doesn't remember that, there's a reason you don't hear that moment played back in time. <laughs> I was real fat on the overnights, like real fat, like. 30 pounds at least heavier than I am now fat. Right. Uh, those were not healthy days for me at all. So I don't, I forget what bet I lost or whatever, but the, the deal was I was going to have to eat a whole White Castle Crave case, which is 30 slider burgers, not in 10 minutes, through the course of a four-hour show, and they would do live check-ins to see how I was doing meat sweats. <laughs> While you were alive. So we set this whole thing up 
DA picks up the Crave case at White Castle and Brooke. I'm wearing a shirt that says No Limit. <laughs> I remember that. I'm allowed to start like an hour before. So maybe it was five hours. So I start eating and they check in. And the salt from these burgers, as I mean, I get like 10 down, 12 down. I start swelling up, puffing like a puffer fish. At this exact moment, we have this bit planned. Ends up being the unbelievably tragic and crazy events in Boston that night where they found the Boston Marathon bombers and they were basically on a manhunt on the overnight. Right, this the happened. city was closed. The city was closed. So a lot of people went to bed that night not knowing this had started and we were up all night tracking this. So the whole thing becomes off of the Boston Marathon bombing. This like tragic event unfolding where a police officer was killed that night and we end up, because we were on live in Boston, having like people on calling from the home We have to pull the cord on doing the me and the White Castle bit, and I'm already 12 sliders in. So now I'm sitting there, puffed up, swelled up, and it means nothing because there's such a like, historically horrible event going on in yeah. the country. So the reason we don't have audio that or playback that is because it kind of got like white because it became more significant things going on. But think about that in typical DA show fashion 10 years later, you look back and go, we set me up to eat all the White Castle, and it means so So I ate 12 White Castles for no reason because we couldn't even pay it off. So two things. I That was still happening the next morning when we went yes. on the air. I was afraid to go to bed. I thought I was going to miss right. something. Right. With Feinstein. And I, that was the one time I remember I was having a conversation of do we need to, like, do we have a... Because at that point, too, we were still owned and run by CBS. Like, do we have to go to CBS News at some point? Like, yeah. Do we need to, like go off the air yeah, it was crazy. to let somebody else cover this because what we're supposed to, like, this was literally happening. We're not going to be breaking down whatever was going on right. that morning. But the other thing is, on a much lighter note, do you think you could have gotten through the Crave case? Well, I will tell you. There's a payoff to that. I was told to bring the Crave case home. When I wake up, track them. Pictures of me with each one. I finished the Crave case later that day, watching the events unfold, and we went over it that next Monday. With a full night of sleep in between? Yes, yeah, so I was okay. like 12 and then 18. Okay. It was disgusting. DA, yeah. of course, couldn't let go of the bit, making me do it, and yeah. I did it because what did I know better? Of course he made you finish it. But that was the case. <laughs> we, we we lost the bit that night, but that was another you know food lineage moment of the DA show that has like a crazy historical anecdote to it. But do you think you could have done the 30 in the five hours? I actually do. I was at a good pace. Without even with the, po the puffiness, it was small. Yeah, I was maybe my body would have eventually rejected, but I was feeling good at twelve. It wasn't like hot dogs; it was different. This is going to be a bad day. It's already half a holiday. Yeah. And now we've had Nathan's and White Castle conversations yeah, this man. morning. Lunch is going yeah. to be a you know what show. So, sorry for cutting you a little short, Emmanuel. Let me give you the last update of the day here, man. Here we go. At Wimbledon, Novak Djokovic, the number two seed, two major titles already in 2023. Now a record 23 for his career. He's looking for his fifth consecutive title at Wimbledon. Hasn't lost a completed match at Wimbledon since 2016. Began his first round with a set one victory over Pedro Kachin. Play now suspended due to rain. So American Brandon Nakashima was in a fifth set with Jordan Thompson trailing three games to two. That'll have to resume later. Same deal with Americans John Isner and J.J. Wolf. They were just underway in their first sets. Baseball announcing its all-star rosters last night. Braves sending eight players to Seattle on the day they made it. Eight straight wins. Beat the second plate for Marlins 6-3. So for the Braves, it's 56-27. Largest division lead in baseball at nine games. They passed the Rays for the, for the best record in the league. Orioles were on the verge of getting swept by the Twins, but rallied for two in the bottom of the eighth. Held off the Twins 2-1. Baltimore's relief tandem of Yanir Cano, Felix Bautista, 
Catcher Adley Rushman, outfielder Austin Hayes, they're all going to the All-Star game. So it's the first time in seven years the Orioles have more than one All-Star. And seven years ago, they made the playoffs in 2016. Reds won another series, 4-3 the final series finale against the Padres. Tyler Stevenson came off the bench, go-ahead two-run homer in the eighth. Cardinals took two out of three from the Yankees, 5-1 win in the rubber game. Jordan Montgomery, six and two-thirds, one unearned run against his former team. In Toronto, the Red Sox swept the Blue Jays. Here's the pitch. Swing and a high drive into right field. It is way back and it is gone. An enormous homer, a big-time bat flip for Doogie, and the Red Sox lead it 5-4. to four. Doogie is Alex Verdugo. Will Fleming on Red Sox Radio, 5-4 the final ninth-inning home run for Alex Verdugo. Brewers 6, Pirates 3, Nationals over the Phillies 5-4 for Washington. Stone Garrett a grand slam in the third off Ranger Suarez. AOS battle in Texas. Astros top the Rangers 5-3. First pitch. And McCormick hits it in the air to right. Going back on it. Garcia still going back at the wall. It's off the wall. Abreu scores. Dubon scores. Jokes around third. He scores. On his way to third goes McCormick. It's a bases clearing triple for Chaz McCormick. And the Astros go up 4-1. to one. Robert Ford, Astros Radio. Jazz McCormick go ahead, three-run triple in the eighth inning. Bill Ford, tough. You're loving yourself some some Chaz McCormick, too. I am. I am. I just want paprika. <laughs> Angels, five. Diamondbacks, two. Shohei Otani is 31st homer, 454 feet. So Otani is now outpacing what Aaron Judge did last year. Hmm. 31 homers through 86 games. Judge did 30. Through 86 games. What was last his ERA year. last year, Judge? Do you remember? 0.00. 0. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Royals crushed the Dodgers 9 1, took two out of three. Dodgers sent Clayton Kershaw to the All Star game, his 10th, that ties a franchise record. Tigers, two grand slams and a slugfest win over the Rockies 14 9. Javi Baez and Jake Marisnik with grand slams. White Sox survived the A's. 8-7 would have been rough to get swept in Oakland, but uh, they avoid that. Mariners, 6 unanswered, beat the Rays 7-6. Guardians topped the Cubs 8-6. Josh Naylor, two-run single in the 10th. The Mets, 8. The Giants, 4. Pete Alonso is 25th homer on the night he announces he'll be back in the home run derby. NBA free agency, Eric Gordon, two-year deal with the Suns. 11 points a game, 42% from three last year. Limited time with the Clippers, so now he's with the Suns, with Booker, Durant, Beal, Ayton, Justin Holiday, one-year deal with the NBA champs, the Nuggets. Get that right this time. I love EJ fist pumping. <laughs> Thank you, EJ. Miles Bridges taking the one-year qualifying offer from the Hornets. Two sides weren't close at all in extension talks, so Bridges will become a free agent after this season. And golf, Ricky Fowler won the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Thank you, Emmanuel. Great job today. Appreciate it. All right, we come back in epic fail on the Declaration of Independence and Advanced Analytics. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get Great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Radio. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic feel. Oh, the Declaration of Independence. Happy 4th of July. So DA show maps would like to, to let us know from Frederick Key's old house to the Boston Harbor, from Tucson to Arizona, to, to Toronto, Canada, from Kalamazoo to Waterloo, we are on the air. That's what I opened with. He said, note, I think that Atchel Morris may have combined the baseball team and Francis Scott Key into one thing. <laughs> so Francis Scott Key wrote the Declaration of Independence and, oh, wait, not on the fan. What's the song? What? Come on, man. Hello? The Star Spangled Banner. The Star Spangled Banner. Banner. I think you're an idiot. Chubby, bald, little stooge. He wrote the Star Spangled Banner, not Frederick Key. Francis Scott Key. But Francis and Frederick, are they the same? Like, is that a nickname? No, those are different names. Okay. Like, Fred and Frederick are the same okay. names. Or, and, you know, Frankie and Francis. Yeah. Yes. To be fair, why did it take a MAPS account correcting me? None of you guys picked up on that. I screwed that up. Because that's a great question. Because did you hear how bad you screwed the whole thing? It was yeah. hard to focus on one particular screw-up because I thought you said Frederick Keys as if they were a place in Florida. You heard me wrong? Well, I didn't think the Frederick Keys. Like, next to Key West is the I Frederick Keys. I did not Keys. think that, that, that uh, Dick Vermeil hung out in the Frederick Keys. I didn't think that that was a case. You want me to, to guess at what you know? What more do you want from me? <laughs> so I met Francis Scott Key's house. Yes. Which is, he wrote the Star Spangled Band. Not the Declaration of Independence. Not, no. Which is not a song. No. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> you big dummy. This is going to be an interesting case ahead of the 4th of July. I obviously understand that John Hancock, the Hancock Tower in Boston, was the first to sign the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> okay? Pete looks confused. And we have the Founding Fathers. They all got in. Everybody signed off. It's like kind of like if you're signing your closing when you buy a house. Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? Christopoulos Porzingis. Do you know? Does uh, anybody know? Ark Manning. Has anybody cared to ask all these years later? <laughs> no, people, people know. I'm trying to now think of the Hamilton song because that's where my most recent history lesson has come from. This is history! James Madison was definitely involved in this. I feel like Franklin was also... Did they all ben sit Franklin, down that's and kind of like I, I write like... it together? Well, there was a com- there was like a committee meeting. Yeah, I feel like you know there was a writer. The room Continental and- Congress. I don't know why. I, don't know why I feel room. like maybe they Ben Franklin was the showrunner. Uh, so just look up facts on the internet and just take the opposite approach to it. I, I'm fascinated by that. It's funny. You should have been fascinated in like third grade. I was like, this feels like an Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Yeah. Right here. Yeah. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. The- Epic fail. The more you know on the Fourth of July. Does are- anybody know? <laughs> 
Nobody cared to ask <laughs> Have all these years. to that yet? The DA show question of the morning. Would you want the groom to sing during the father-daughter dance at your daughter's wedding? This after Jordan Mailata sung while his wife danced with the father. 85% said no. Yes. You hear that, Brooke? 85% said no. 14% yes, said yes. Me and Bogus would not want mm. our daughter's husband to be singing while I'm trying to cry and, and do my thing here. Brooke right? wrong. Pete wrong. 14% of America wrong. Stunning. Be right. Uh, our analytics provided by Brooke Stewart. The Eagles have a Christmas album. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, it is. It sold out in two minutes in 2022. The first single, Blue Christmas, is performed by tackle Lane Johnson to center Jason Kelsey when assist from of members of the Hooters. Oh, I guess that's like the Eagles. And a groom wore an Eagles jersey during a wedding ceremony after winning Super Bowl bet with wife in 2018. How about that? All right. And Beyonce and Jay-Z's first dance song is Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Lame. Can't do that. Can't do that. Thanks to Pete. Thanks to Ryan. Thanks to EJ. Thanks to Brooke. Thanks to the new guy in the short shorts. Thanks to Emmanuel. Bogues, I'll see you Thursday. Take care, everybody. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.